Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. And ready to go. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow underway on this Thursday edition. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Big show planned today across the Outkick Network. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio. He joins us with a variety of topics with him coming up in 20 minutes. He's always awesome with the energy. We've got Armando Salguero of Outkick.com, our senior NFL reporter, joins us each and every Thursday in hour two. One big thing on every NFL game plus. We have Ryan Leaf and Albert Hainsworth joins us in studio as we will discuss and, well, give our take on the teams that Richard Mendenhall brought up earlier this week. The best versus the best. Pro Bowl rosters where we will separate black and white across the NFL. I say the spread is extremely high. Chad's lower than I am. Albert brings his team. We will have ours, and we will compare and contrast the separation of talent. Well, we're, you know, we're going to put a poll question out there on what the point spread should be, and I think the range of the point spread is going to be black team minus 30 to black team minus 12 or 10. My, There's going to be different options within that, but right now that seems to be the most reasonable variation of point spread in I, this game. <laughs> I jumped out uh, earlier this week. I said minus 29 and a half. Now look, and, and I... I think the third roster that Mendenhall could come up with would beat the first team for us. Not by much. We need to. We, it would be a much more competitive game. We need to go down to a third <laughs> team to the practice squad for the black team and see if they would beat the white team's first team, first string. I think that'd be a fun exercise. Look, you know, it's you, gonna be fun. Rashard Mendenhall. Uh, you could argue about the way he went about it and all that, but the actual argument he's making about the game and what it would look like and what it would be is interesting. And he's not wrong about well, the, that team dominating the, the, the all-white team, right? right? So that's what we're going to take a look at. Where he's way off base and, and, and sounds dumb is that you no one can, can give an opinion or give a comment right. on the NFL and, and cover the league. Yeah, and he's, he's gotten into it since then, but he just said, look, I'm responding to everyone on social media that's criticizing me that's some average white guy. Right. So that's him responding to them with this statement, but he's putting it out there for the world to see. And oh boy, did the world see it. And the world had a reaction to it. Albert Hainsworth, he's got a response to it. I'm going to ask Albert too, just how common are these debates in a locker room in the NFL, right? Like the dividing line in a locker room, guys get along in the locker room, regardless of race, but they yes. have fun with each other also. So I'm curious his thoughts on all this. And one thing we know about Albert Hainsworth he will not hold back. No. He's a friend of the show, and we needed to get someone that is going to not hold back on this topic. Albert will be here with us. Uh, I will pour him a drink when he arrives, and we will have some fun coming up at 5 o'clock Eastern. Yes, time. he joins us here in studio at 6 the Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Michigan has finally received their, the notice of allegations revolving around the COVID-19 infractions. 
and the Connor Stallion saga continues. And Chad, this also means that the Jim Harbaugh to the NFL rumors and discussion and likelihood continues for the Michigan Wolverines as they continue to prepare for the college football playoff and a run to a possible national championship. So the NCAA, everyone believes is dead and they're on their way out. But here's one area where the NCAA will grow teeth. They grow fangs, in fact. That is when you lie to them or you block an investigation or you mislead them. It's really the only time that the NCAA goes full-fledged psychopath on someone. We've seen it time and time again. The worst thing you can do, it, when, you, when you know comment, when your university doesn't, doesn't do stuff with the NCAA, that's one thing. But when you talk to them and they feel like you're not being honest or, in fact, you're intentionally misleading them or lying, that's when the NCAA, they seek their, sink their teeth into you and they do not let go. And that's what's going to happen with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. This level one violation for intentionally misleading investigators with that COVID-19 violation that they are accused of, the notice of allegations is out. Michigan disputed that level one violation. The NCAA said it's absolutely true that he did this. We are going to put it in the notice of allegations. Hutton, I read the notice of allegations. My first thought is Jim Harbaugh needs to not run, needs to sprint to the NFL because he is going to get a show cause. This is going to be at least a one-year or two-year show cause that Michigan will then have to appeal to the NCAA if he's going to coach. When I saw that intentionally misled the NCAA, my first thought was they are going to try to lay the hammer on him and no one else. I don't think Michigan's going to get a huge penalty here. Now, we'll see what happens with the Connor Stallions part of this. Right. That's another story. But I do think the NCAA is going to hammer Jim Harbaugh. I don't think Jim Harbaugh wants to deal with that. I don't think he wanted to deal with the NCAA in the first investigation. I think he was probably angry with his administration that he had to meet with NCAA the first time. And that's why he was being a problem for them. He wasn't helping them out. He wasn't being forthright. Probably a bit prickly with the NCAA investigators, right? They don't like him. And he lied to them. And now they have him. And now Jim Harbaugh needs to go to the NFL. It's really that simple. To well, me, if he has any opportunity, he should not just run. He should sprint to an NFL head coaching job. I think he will. I think he will be in the NFL. He's flirted with the NFL the last two years. He had the ownership group of the Denver Broncos hop on a plane and head to Ann Arbor in a last-minute effort uh, to meet with him to become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos last offseason. But let, let's dive deeper into this because... Michigan received a draft of these same allegations back in January. And, and that's where they fought. Remember, they, they but, did not see eye-to-eye eye on this but, one sticking point, the level one violation, right. but the NCAA kept that in there. So weren't they, weren't they negotiating a four-game suspension for him to begin the season? And had he just stayed silent at the Big Ten media days, that would have been agreed upon? Where he, he was yeah. going to agree to a three-game, not a four-game. And he ultimately served the three-game, not the four-game, by way of the, the Michigan staff, the, the, the hierarchy that said, we're going to self-impose this. How does it jump from a negotiation with Michigan and Harbaugh of four games, which hasn't been disputed, only 
thrown out there that they're not going to be told what to do. You know, they were, they were very vocal about that in public about that through their infractions um, organizer or the infractions uh, executive VP or whatever the title was. Um, how does it jump to burying Harbaugh when they tried to bury Will Wade? He's coaching again. And Bill Self has received nothing by way of the NCAA. I, I, Bill I Self didn't lie to them, and I don't but, think but Will the, Wade but, even so, spoke to the NCAA. But all, but all Harbaugh did was mislead, not lie. So it would be, yeah, I don't remember, I don't recall, is different than absolutely not, this did not happen, it, we did this instead of what you're alleging. That's that's what they say. Instead of just legalese, they don't say lie, they say misled, the NCAA. This is the same exact level one charge that was against Bruce Pearl. And Bruce Pearl but, got a three-year show cause. For, for giving misleading information, false misleading information about a cookout. I, I'm telling you, this is the only thing you cannot do with the NCAA. I'm not here to vouch for the NCAA and say there's I'm, some upstanding law enforcement entity, right? I'm telling you, they're petty as hell. And if you lie to them directly or mislead them, this is the one time where they will go after you. But here's my thing, though. Uh, they gave the They had a draft of this in January, and... As we sit here today, Jim Harbaugh is the coach of the Michigan Wolverines as they go to the college football playoff to potentially win a national championship in front of the NCAA. Well, and that's that's because Michigan has decided not to do anything to them. The NCAA no. still has to go through their protocol. They've sure. got the notice of allegations. But they have 90 now days to respond. Now there's 90 days to respond, but, and they're going to have a hearing. But the, And then I'm telling you, after they, that hearing, they are going to give him a show cause. What did... Why not give it 90 days earlier than today if you knew there was a 90-day period to respond? I don't think they were done with the investigation until now. Everything takes too long for the NCAA. It, it takes way too long for them. And, and, and again, this and is completely separate of the Connor Stallion stuff. I know, but in between, he served three games for what this is about, yeah. self-imposed, and three games for the Connor He needs to and, run. Here's my, here's my point, Hutton. Michigan will back him. They already are. They have presented him with a piece of paper, a contract that right. says, we will not fire you for pre-existing NCAA issues. All you have to do is sign here. We're going to give you a raise. We will support you to the death of our program. You just can't go to the NFL. You can't interview for NFL jobs. Jim Harbaugh has not put the pen on the paper and signed that yet. Why? Because Jim Harbaugh does not want to deal with this. This is going to affect him more than Michigan. Michigan would be fine with one. Look what they did with their interim coach now. Michigan would be fine with an interim coach for a year if they well, got to keep Jim Harbaugh as the figurehead and the head of the, the program. I, I, I think this is more of a Jim Harbaugh decision that he should make. Well, he, I, I wouldn't put, uh, put pen to paper right now either until I figure out what our team's doing in the college football playoff because you win a title, you've got even more leverage and more money coming to you. You become the highest paid coach in college football instead of the third or whatever the number is now. Um, it, it, the leverage is still with Harbaugh because Michigan – continues to back their coach instead of come forward with any acknowledgement that they're threatened in any way by a long-term suspension by the NCAA. That, that's my point. I, I, it's not just Harbaugh that's calling the NCAA's bluff. As of December 21st, they now have a 90-day time period, which they'll sit around and wait on. I don't, I don't understand the, the timetable of this if they gave a draft of the allegations in January. That's, it just, to me, that just makes the NCAA look dumb. Yeah, they, they are dumb. But, they're, they're dumb, but they still have the ability to do this. 
They still have the ability to take forever, to give someone, hey, this is what we've got now. We're going to work for more, try to get more. Even if they don't get more, well, here's the same thing that we showed you in January. You're going to dispute it. We're going to tell you that the level one violation sticks. Nothing they do makes sense, but this is the one thing that will trip a coach up. This is the one thing. You're far better off just admitting to the, the weak violations that happen and that you knowingly did it and be done with it than mislead the NCAA. Or, as many people are pointing out in the, the chat, just don't talk to the NCAA. Just don't be interviewed at all. Well, And that's been the stance for some schools, and was, they've gotten away easier than some others. And that was, the, that was the tone from the NCAA about the COVID-19 infractions was they're not fully cooperating. And then when the Connor Stallion's evidence was in front of us, the statement was from both Harbaugh and from the university – we will fully cooperate with the investigation. It was an about face in that regard. You're right. And, yeah. And it, it, that was a different time. And then ultimately, Michigan did the about face where there was more evidence presented where the NCAA, instead of giving the notice of allegations, according to reports, gave information to Tony Petiti for the Big Ten's own investigation because of this 90-day period where they have a chance to respond. And... Which didn't exist for the Big Ten If you're the NFL, okay, if you're an NFL club and you're considering Jim Harbaugh, right? one thing that we have to consider is what Adam Schefter reported was that the NFL would evaluate any violations or suspensions from the Connor Stallions allegation. Right. From the illegal sign-stealing allegation. They don't care about this, about him lying to the NCAA about, you know, illegally practicing or working out or recruiting during COVID-19. NFL doesn't care about that. They do compare about the, they care about things that affect competitive balance when you're cheating and videoing something or doing something uh, un, unlawful within the league. Just ask the Patriots, yeah. Right. So th- that's one that uh, NFL teams are going to have to consider with him. But this is just step one. Like, this is just this is the minor issue but, for Jim Harbaugh. But uh, it is. The, but but it, worse it, issues are to come. For the NFL job, though. That because it, the Big Ten is has already said they could not say one way or the other after their investigation that Harbaugh was complicit in what was going on. Yeah, and we we both know the fact that they imposed a punishment at all tells us that they wanted to lay the hammer down, not just Petiti but those above him from the committee. They wanted to lay the hammer down, and they See, could I, I not prove more... that. And they 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 agreed to not. I would they be more concerned if I'm Michigan that the program gets hit because the Connor Stallion stuff and not Harbaugh for that simple reason. No one is saying. Well, that's why it's more important a doubt for the university, though, and they're still offering the contract. Right. But I, I, look, I'm just back to the original thesis that I threw out there. I'm stacking all this stuff on top of each other. Jim Harbaugh doesn't want this. That he doesn't. He does not want to have to fight the NCAA not once but twice. He doesn't want to have to face more suspensions. He wants to go to the NFL. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm sprinting to the NFL right now. That, that is what I'm doing. Now, the flip side of that, which we just mentioned, NFL teams are going to have to take into account the fact that he could face some stricter punishment because of the illegal sign-stealing operation. And will the NFL factor that in at all? I think they probably will. And that's going to be up to the, the NFL owner that decides to interview or hire Jim Harbaugh. But he, he's, if I'm him, I'm, I'm out of there. That this is not something I'm sticking through. Coming up, we'll uh, talk with Aaron Torres about this and much more. Uh, plus, Armando Salguero a, a bit later. 
Uh, the new and improved Outkick store, it's finally live. You can stock up on golf polos, T-shirts, hats, and more. Shop.outkick.com. That's the website, shop.outkick.com. And you can go grab some great Outkick gear, uh, not for just this holiday season, but maybe for the, your own wardrobe. It's 12 months a year. It's, you That's know, right. It doesn't have to be one season. It's for all seasons. Just go grab you some gear. Wear it whenever. That's right. Uh, Chad, you uh, watching the NBA last night? Didn't watch a second of it. Me either. Was I supposed to? No, I just looking at some headlines today about... Was something going on last night that I was unaware of? I did watch... Players uh, doing things. I watched a big game in an NBA arena. I watched Duke-Baylor at Madison Square Garden, and Duke looked good. Much-needed win for the Blue Devils. I watched that, but did not watch the NBA. The group of unbeatens continues to dwindle in college basketball as well. Uh, Down to three now. Yeah. Houston, James Madison, and Ole Miss. The three unbeatens left. Imagine the Grove right now. Good time to be on, in the it's on holiday break, though. Dudes rolling up in Lamborghinis, new recruits. Have you seen this? Their top receiver recruit rolled up in a Lamborghini to Ole Miss. Oxford's got it. Not bad. Oxford's got it. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Six, the Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Pop my with that and with our rolls on across the Outkick Network. Chad, we've got uh, plenty of football on tap. Starts tonight, Thursday night football. It uh, feels like a throwback show in here today, by the way. Got some old, uh, not old, like life old, but producers that were with us in the past in, rotating yeah. around. Yeah. It's good to see. It's, it's got you know, a throwback vibe to the show, I feel like, for that it reason. Does. Aaron Torres joins us, Fox Sports Radio host, and I uh, believe he's on his way to Thursday night football this evening for the Rams. Aaron, good to see you, man. Hope things are well. Everything's good. I am going uh, as a fan, not as anyone in the media. So it's been a while since I've just like gone to a game. Figured it's around the holidays. This kind of unofficially starts my holiday weekend. I do host uh, Fox Sports Radio on Saturday night with Jason Martin, who I'm sure you guys know yes, very well. Yes, Nashville area. Yeah, so I'll be doing that Saturday, but this is kind of my unofficial launch. So, uh, so yeah, if you see somebody with their shirt off, it probably won't be me, but I can't promise uh, one way or the other. So, Can you give us a glimpse of the discrepancy between Rams fans, Chargers fans when playing a home game? 
Um, I've only been in one Rams game. You know, listen, I'll say this, right? We all have strong opinions in this business. Um, when the Chargers announced they were moving to L.A., um, I said I think this will be literally one of the worst, like, sports business decisions that's ever been made. Uh, and and I, I think I've largely been confirmed. The thing I'll say about the Rams is the Rams do have a fan base in L.A. that remembers them being here, you know, 30, 40 years ago. What I think people that aren't in L.A. don't realize is, one, nobody has – the Chargers have no fan base really in L.A. to speak of. Uh, anybody that grew up with the Rams grew up with the Rams. Obviously, L.A. is a very transient town where you have a lot of different Steelers fans, Patriots fans, Giants fans, whatever. Um, but then I also don't think what people have uh, fully understand is that – and by the way, the Rams got here a year early, so if you're just a, a Los Angelino that needed a team, you probably last on the Rams. The other thing that I don't think people understand, people in San Diego mostly hate the Chargers or at least hate the Spanos family yeah. uh, because of the way that they left. And so it's not as though because the San Diego is about 90 minutes from L.A. for people who don't know, it's not as though you have, you know, uh, you know, thousands of fans driving up, you know, up to, to watch Chargers home games. Like they don't like the fan base, the, the franchise because of how they left. And then obviously, again, all the other dynamics. So. I haven't been to a Chargers game, but listen, I think all it's, all you need to know is they played for, what, like four years, three years in a soccer stadium, and even then it was largely, uh, you know, uh, the opposing fans team. So, uh, so yeah, man, it, it, I actually feel bad for those players, but, uh, you know, it's like any other walk of life, bad ownership, bad management, et cetera, which we've obviously seen the last couple of weeks with the Chargers. Aaron, knowing what you know about the NCAA and how they go after those that lie to them or mislead them mm -hmm. more so than maybe some coaches or programs. That's like a UT fan that still has some uh, Bruce Pearl uh, uh, yeah, anger in him. I, 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 I remember that, right? And But that's, that's been the case. There, there are far worse things that happen, but if you just are honest with them about it, they'll take it easy on you at times. But when you lie, they tend to go after the coach. Knowing what you know, though, about that, Aaron, do you sprint to the NFL right now if you're Jim Harbaugh and get away from Michigan for what could be coming down the road? Well, there's so many variables. I mean, you know, one, and this is something Jamar and I talked about last week, is that, so So let's use the, the Chargers just as an example. Um, it's obviously a, a dynamic job with a, a franchise quarterback, franchise left tackle. They were just in the playoffs last year, whatever. But they were paying Brandon Staley $4 million a year. Uh, Jim Harbaugh has a contract on his desk that is going to pay him $11 million a year to stay at Michigan. And so uh, just using the Chargers, I mean, he's certainly not going to take a 66% pay cut to come to, to Los Angeles to coach that team. Um, but the one thing I'll also say about Harbaugh, one, you know, first of all, there's mixed reports that the Chargers are willing to pay big bucks for, for an elite coach. But what I would also say about Harbaugh that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about Go back to last winter. He spoke with the Carolina Panthers when the Carolina Panthers were deemed to be not a very good job. He spoke with the Denver Broncos when there was no indication that Sean Payton wanted the job and people uh, didn't deem it to be a very good job. So the, to me, just reading the tea leaves, there's three things. One, he's had a contract on his desk forever. He hasn't signed it yet. But two, the NCAA stuff, which you, just, which you guys just mentioned. But three, like I also think there is something to – Harbaugh, I think his ego is so big. I don't think he feels like, hey, I'm only leaving for that elite job that's built to win right away, whatever. I, I truly believe that he believes that he can win anywhere he goes. And so 
that's what's kind of interesting to me is I think everyone's kind of circled the Chargers, maybe the Bears, if that were to open the obvious Midwest ties and he played there. But I, I don't know, fill in the blank. I, I can't even think of a team, you know, if the the Falcons open, I don't think they're going to open. But I'm just trying to use an example of a random team. Like I think if Jim Harbaugh, like if they're interested in Jim Harbaugh and they're going to pay him what he wants, I think he thinks he can win anywhere based on some of the interviews and stuff that he's done the last few weeks, or the last few years, excuse me. So I think that's probably a variable that I'm kind of monitoring as we enter this uh, this next phase for Harbaugh after the college football playoff is I, I just think he thinks that he can win anywhere, and that maybe makes him a more appealing candidate in some places that maybe a lot of people wouldn't speculate that he would be interested in. I also think it's about power, too, because he's got a ton of power at Michigan. I mean, they're, they're sticking with him, but they also self-imposed a three-game suspension to begin. Uh, they backed down from the Big Ten investigation when Harbaugh certainly didn't want to do that. Uh, he played ball at the end, too, though at the end of the season. Uh, he's the GM and the head coach wherever he goes, and he's got that complete power and authority plus the paycheck. And nowadays, there are two or three coaches in the NFL that are making upwards of uh, between 12 and, what, 15 million, if not more. I think that's what he's looking for more than just uh, let's jump to the NFL because college football is is bugging me. Well, no, I agree with you 100% on that, Jonathan. It's like I, I just look at that that variable, that last part is, um, the power, but also like, as I don't think it's weird, but like the respect that comes with, uh, you know, being one of the two or three highest paid coaches. And again, yeah. um, I don't think he's going like, I don't, I, I don't know the guy, so I don't know. Um, uh, but I don't think he's going to take a pay cut to go to the NFL. If there's an $11 million contract offer on the table. Now, obviously I think the going rate for a good NFL coach now is beyond that. And I think most logical franchises, if they believe he's the guy are willing to pay it. Um, but I just look at a situation again, like the chargers where they were literally paying Brandon Staley, $4 million. I'm guessing he was probably one of the, the, the bottom tier, uh, paid coaches, which of course, uh, you know, the production very much, uh, reflected his, his contract <laughs> status. So, so, you know, I don't know, man, I, the one thing I'll say about Harbaugh, he obviously, we all know it's not a secret. He marches to the beat of his own drummer, but I do go back to, um, I don't like, I think there's a lot of guys, even like. Saban five six years ago when there was speculation he would leave I think he was looking for the the pseudo perfect situation that probably wasn't there I just don't think Harbaugh is that guy that that doesn't believe that he can't basically take pretty much anywhere and turn them into a success pretty quickly so and I'm not talking about actual job pressure here but I want to ask a college basketball question for you from this context not job pressure but personal pressure on a coach Matt Painter at Purdue to do something big in the NCAA tournament this year. Huge win for them over Arizona this past weekend. We know how good they are. We know how veteran they are. But how much personal pressure do you think Matt Painter is putting on himself to have a really good showing in this year's NCAA tournament with this team that he has returning? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I have heard him say, like, over the course of the summer, you know, I think sometimes we expect our coaches to to speak in cliches, but summer into fall into the season. I, I mean, I've heard him say two or three times that loss still hurts. It sticks with you. It doesn't go away. It doesn't get easier. I, you know, I, I haven't watched the film, whatever he was saying. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think I don't really know how to say it. Like every coach wants to win once they get to the tournament, but I do think he's probably not going to have it very much better than he will this year. But then again, can I really say that? I mean, listen, he was a one seed last year. He lost in the first round. Uh, a few years ago, I think he was either a two or a three when he lost to St. Peter's. 
So I can't sit here and say that it's, it's never going to be better than it is right now. Cause he's had a couple really good bites at the apple over the last couple of years. So um, I don't know that there's any, any more, per- I guess maybe now because you've lost to a 16 seed because you are an asterisk kind of in, in basketball history, there's probably some more pressure to, to, to go to the tournament and have success. But I would have thought that last year after losing to a 15 seed two years ago, I would have thought it two years ago after losing to a 13 seed in the first round during that bubble tournament in 2021. So I think they're a very interesting program. Um, you know, they, they deserve to be whatever they are, one, two in the country. I know Vols fans aren't happy with how their game played out a few months or a few weeks ago. But based on the resume, they deserve to be number one or two or whatever they are. But I do think there's obviously not going to be a team in this tournament that probably has more pressure on them once the ball is tipped than, than, than Purdue does. Fox Sports Radio host Aaron Torres with us on Hot My with Hutton Withrow here on the Outkick Network. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't be a surprise, but is Washington the only team that would surprise you to win a national championship of the four that we'll be watching? It's a great question. Um, you know, yeah, so to answer your question, they'd be the only one to surprise to win a national championship. But I, I don't know that I would be surprised. Like I'll just be honest. The surprising result to me was kind of punking Oregon in the PAC 12 championship game. And maybe I shouldn't have been because they were basically a double digit underdog against a team that they had already beaten. Um, but like, if you, like, I think Oregon, it's, it's, it's hard to say now, but Going into that that Pac-12 championship game, we all thought they were one of the four best teams in the country, and they were going to be in this 14 playoff after beating Washington. So after Washington beats them twice, after all the close wins that they've had, I don't know that I'm going to be super surprised. I think they match up actually pretty well with Texas, and you get you beat Texas, then all of a sudden it's a one game scenario. So definitely, if I was power ranking them, I would ha- uh, the the teams that I think are most realistic to win it, I would have them at number four. Um, but I don't know that it would be like stunning the way that some other results in previous years, maybe a TCU last year, uh, Cincinnati a couple years ago would be. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't put Washington in that category. And I, I mean, really, the only surprise for me is if the games are not tight and close in the fourth. Like okay. I, I, I don't think we're seeing the typical, you know, boat race in one of these two games. And and normally we do see that, and everyone's surprised, and they laugh and mock at the, you know, the semifinal, but. I don't Notre see Dame, that. they're so bad. They right. shouldn't have been here. Put the yeah. fourth best SEC team in. Exactly. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been in those. Uh, yeah, we've all seen those on social media. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly surprised about the amount of people who hate the 12 team playoff idea uh, that I've talked to lately. I've gone on a number of different podcasts where the hosts just are they despise the idea of expanding the playoff from four to 12. Where do you stand on what we're going to see next year, Aaron? I was I was relatively anti-college football playoff expansion um, when it happened. Uh, one thing about me just in general is, you know, as stuff, like, I get mad about stuff, and then once I realize that I have no say over it, I just adjust. You know, I didn't lo- love the one-time transfer when it came in. I don't, you know, there's a lot of different things that I don't love. The Chargers moving to Los Angeles when nobody wants them here. You know, you go on and on down the list. Um, but I just bring it up because I, I, once – it happened. I was like, okay. And then I th- I do think this year it's becoming obvious that between NIL and the portal, and I know it's an easy conversation. I'm not breaking any shocking news here. I do think there is more parity across the sport. And the one thing I think is obvious too, is all these programs are now willing to spend money to win at the highest level in a way that that wasn't the case six, seven, eight years ago. You know, again, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh has a, a, a contract on his desk for $11 million a year. 
Nebraska, I, I don't think NIL was the only reason the kid flipped, but they're clearly willing to pony up to get elite prospects. Uh, Miami's paying a coach like $9 million a year. So I, I bring it all up because now that we're here, but more importantly, now that it's clear that there's parity because of the portal of Quinn Ewers at, at Texas, wouldn't have been there three years ago. Michael Penix wouldn't have been at Washington three years ago. Uh, now I'm okay with it. And now I'm actually, I am starting to get a little excited about it, thinking, uh, thinking about a game like, say, the Peach Bowl. You know, this year it's Ole Miss, uh, Penn State. You know, that game either being in the Grove or at Happy Valley next year as an opening round game I think is pretty cool. Um, and so I've come around. I definitely, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I was super gung-ho about it, but it, it's just clear with where college football is going, the, the talent is more spread out. The gap between, say, number one and number seven, number eight is, I don't even think it is where it was about three years ago, let alone 10, 15. And so I am in favor and I, I'm excited. I'd also say, too, I'm excited how the calendar starts to break next year because obviously National Signing Day and the portal and all this stuff is overlapping. So I'm curious. It feels like there has to be some changes coming to that stuff as well. Yeah, Hutton, to Aaron's point, it is the on-campus hosted games in December in the playoff that I'm most excited about seeing. And of we, the expanded playoff. I love games same. going to campus. We would have had that last weekend, Really too. cool, yep. Aaron, thanks for the time, man. Enjoy uh, the game tonight, and uh, we'll catch up soon. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. Thank you. you. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio. Does a great job. Yeah, solid show. Catch His co-host, Jason Martin, was our first ever intern for, for our old show. Yeah. First one to come through the doors. We've had some good ones. Yeah. Jason, the best. We have a very underrated intern program when you look at the hit rate of interns that are working in media we in have. different spots across the country now. We've got a news reporter in Boston. We've got a sports oh, reporter right. in Dallas. Yes, yep. Uh, people are all over the place. Fox Sports Radio. We've got a weather girl in uh, D.C. right now, Lindsay Nance. Weather girl. Well, traffic. Oh, yeah, traffic. Sorry. Traffic weather. Same traffic thing. reporter. Traffic weather at the top of the hour. MLS you know, play by all play. All the same thing to me. Much more. Yeah, you're right. MLS play by play, yeah. Coming up, there's Apply a team that's with us, doubling their season ticket prices in the NFL for next season. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Six of the Peabody Air location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. I'm Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network, currently live on YouTube. But starting January 3rd, the only place to catch Outkick's original and fearless content live on our website, outkick.com. You'll be able to catch up on the show on YouTube through this channel. But for all of our live unfiltered content, head over to the watch tab at outkick.com so you don't miss a beat. In 2024, outkick.com slash watch. It's your one-stop shop for all things outkick. Outkick.com slash watch, or just hit the watch tab. Chad, have you seen what the, the Lions fans are sending to uh, reporters and tweeting about on social media, complaining about, and I don't blame them? 
I know that there's a bit of a dust up going on with yes. fans of the Lions. So, so this via uh, Yahoo is where I, I pulled this from. Um, so there's a season ticket holder who had his renewal invoice sent and it was delivered for 2024 season. He received this in the mail on Monday. Merry Christmas. Uh, he said he was uh, sticker shock is putting it. It's uh, what mildly. everyone wants to get, by the way, bills for Christmas. Bills, right around the holidays. Yes. Send me a bill, please. So this season for the Lions, currently have a they, they've won 10 games. This season, he sits in section 103, so he's lower level at Ford Field. Jeff Paxton is paying $5,536 for the seats. Next year, the same seats in the same stadium will cost him $13,616. That's according to the invoices that Paxton received. He is. He did a double take. He he's, he went online, message boards, and other ways to you know chat with Lions fans, and he's seeing that everyone is complaining about this. That that is a one hundred and forty six percent increase in price year to year, five thousand five hundred thirty six dollars to thirteen thousand six hundred sixteen. He called his ticket rep. It's been twenty four hours. Didn't hear back. And the quote was, I got a feeling that his battery's burning up on his phone. Uh, the Lions, they've, they are hiking ticket prices. The average, they claim, is of 30%. The average ticket hike will be 30%. But 146% from $5,000 to $13,000 for the insane. same seats and the same stadium. The Titans are a good example of this. They're about to build a new stadium. And they're going to hike prices and have PSLs all over again. There's going to be sticker shock all across the league by fan bases. And while a part of me says, and a big, a large part of me says, this is ridiculous. Because uh, think about everything we're paying for right now. You know, all the streaming services, um, everything's expensive. Cost of living is way up. Chad... This is exactly why all the streaming services are getting in on the college football playoff. It's why, or at least they're attempting to. It's why that they are already in, many of them, on the NFL. We're seeing them with Amazon Prime, what they're spending. And it's why fans will continue to pay. Because they want a piece of the NFL so you will not get rid of them because you're willing to pay for the NFL. However, at some point... Doesn't the NFL have to realize, and this, this is above and beyond the average hike in tickets. The NFL has to realize, Chad, this has to even out at some point. Because at some, at some look, somewhere on the map down the road, it comes back to the point of, this is way too expensive. I'll stay at home. I'll watch on TV. Someone else can pay this if they want to. It's not going to be me. And... Oh, by the way, the product that you're claiming is tight in the fourth quarter actually sucks over the course of game to game, week to week, month to month, season to season now. When I say sucks, it's just the, the scoring. Way down. Offenses are slow and plotting. Three and outs galore. All of a sudden, it's a defensive league. And even the, the good teams right now are complaining. They're... They're moaning about, you know, the, the media is, is too hard on them. 
coming down too hard on them. They're, uh, media's opinions don't matter, but you know we're fine even though we've lost three games in a row looking at Philly. This comes back to bite you at some point. It's not anywhere close to that yet because everyone wants it. Monday Night Football, ESPN, Disney, they're currently paying $2.6 billion annually for Monday Night Football. Those doubleheaders you're seeing on ABC and ESPN, all the different programming, it's exactly why when A.J. Brown is complaining about uh, the, the short week, the quick turnaround, when he's saying this to reporters with his quote right after the game, you have a certain amount of time, your body needs to recover. I think they should take Monday Night Football out. I know it's cool, but to turn around after is very difficult, especially when banged up. Uh, that's never going to happen. And they'll flex you into more games down the road, and you'll like it because the salary cap will go up because the the media rights continue to go up. $2.6 billion annually. Yeah, I, and it's the media rights part of this that makes me think we've already hit that point for ticket sales. I, I don't see a lot of full stadiums on game days. I, Ten years ago, I was shocked when I saw empty seats at an NFL game. And maybe, you know, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe I'm inflating what attendance was and, and, and deflating what it is now. I don't think so. I, I think they've already reached that point. This Detroit case is interesting, Hutton, because that's a good case study in fan base that starved for success finally has a good team, and they've been probably going to games for years, the people that are getting hit with these bills. Yes, and they've But they've even those crowds. people, this guy who's complaining, they're not going to pay that to go to a game. Uh, quite frankly, I don't know why anyone would when everything we just mentioned you can stream from your house you can watch you've got a huge television you can watch all the other games you're not worried about parking you're not worried about everything else college football is a little bit different and there are venues that are immune to this because it's such an exceptional experience on certain college campuses to go to a game I don't know that there's a lot of exceptional experiences in the NFL right now outside of Lambeau Field and some other places the rest are very cookie-cutter and one and the same. You can probably blend about 22 of the NFL stadium experiences together, and it's all the same. And if you're going to give me a what, 124% price hike? 146. 146% price hike on something? There's a 109% uh, increase from another fan. She went. Uh, this fan went from $4,056 plus $450 for parking through the team. Uh, her invoice this year was eight thousand for next season, eight thousand four hundred seventy-six plus five hundred for parking. Yeah, I'm so, and I, a twenty-dollar membership processing fee. I'm telling the ticket rep to go to hell. So okay, let let me. If I'm that guy, quite so, frankly, there's no way you're going to get that out of me. Let me ask this question though: with the the streaming services now trying to get a piece and a bite, and they will a couple of years from now, when the new media rights are up for the college football playoff, they'll go to more of an NFL model. Will we see ticket increases because of the, the fever for football? Everyone wants a piece of football right now. Media companies, do I, I don't know what the demand's going to be from uh, average Joe fan to spend an insane amount on season tickets to go to games. You're still going to have all that corporate you know, partnership and right. companies buying blocks of tickets or a suite or whatever. That, that, that's still going to exist, but... And I think average fan, especially right now when people are getting hit with but food prices that far are insane. more loyal though. 
Real than estate the NFL value fan. going down. I, I just I, I don't know. Uh, NFL, well, college. And I also look uh, at you it from, reach a point where it's not worth a dollar. I've seen a lot of college tickets go down recently. Well, but it's been well, the opposite. They're trying to lure people in by giving them ten, fifteen dollar tickets in the upper deck for a season ticket to get more people to go well, back. I'm to the looking games. more from like the the super conference type mentality too of of th- those premium games but also from the NIL and collective era where the money isn't funneled through primarily it's on the outside then it's funneled back in instead of straight through the college where the players weren't getting anything of it so are they going to claim that they're hiking prices for that reason because you're already donating to the collective you're helping pay for said player college fans are way more diehard and loyal week to week than the average NFL fan is concerned. You're not, for the most part, Tennessee fans aren't selling their ticket to Georgia fans on that week um, un- unless the season is just completely over and in doubt. You're not selling them in advance. Um, NFL fans probably would uh, if the, the Raiders are in town because they traveled. Bills fans will see a lot of them whenever they play the Chargers this week on the road. For instance. Yeah, and it's again, I put Buffalo in that category too. That's a very Dallas. collegiate experience to go to a game there. Kansas City. And there's a, there's value oh, to that. Hey, Kansas City's a good one. And I say, going back to Detroit, the most underrated, just in terms of just loud stadiums I've been on the sideline for was Ford Field when they sucked. Yeah, I just, and that's great. I just, I can't pinpoint a lot of NFL experiences that I, I'm dying to pay a ton of money to go experience the way you have it in college. College is far superior from a in-game viewing, watching it perspective. But you're not paying for the, I don't think you're paying for the, you're paying for the experience in a different experience though. You want the luxury and the, you want the, you want, you want comfort, but, but you want, again, you, you're going for what, the superstar what's value. What's the cost of it? Because if you're going to go this high, well, it continues people to go up, will though. stop paying. I, I, I think so. I know so. I'm looking around I mean, and games aren't sold out. I, I sit. There's tons of no I shows. I sit back and watch everyone complain about Netflix hiking prices, well, and we continue look, to pay that the too. Titans are a great example. They they haven't gone down in ticket prices over the no. years. They've gone up, and you know what else is? You know what has gone down? Attendance. Well, year to year, there's been good Titans teams that don't right. have great attendance because the prices go up. But, and we found this is a market premium, that people won't pay. But the premium to go. where people are still showing up in the lower level, and they're still I mean, I don't see empty suites. Look, I would rather price it to sell. So I if you've got to go way down in the upper deck to get get butts in seats and have it's an, the an hardest environment, difficult, it's, it's the most difficult ticket to sell is the upper deck in football. I, I think it is. I also think you can price it to a level that is so low people will buy it. That don't often they had get to go to games. 46 cent tickets for the Panthers game this past week. On, in the secondary market. But, You're saying, right? But yeah. I'm saying team, teams need to price it originally to get to fans, not the gouging that goes on or, or what happens in the secondary market. Um, here's another thing we're going to start seeing. This Peacock game, Saturday night, no ads in the fourth quarter. A new experiment from the NFL. To get people to tune into Peacock to watch that game on streaming, they're going to have an ad-free, flow-with-it fourth quarter, no commercial breaks at all. Eliminating some of the ad revenue for the game, but it gives you an even better experience if you're watching at home. And this is the Chargers just, game? Yeah, Chargers-Bills. Chargers I just don't know. Maybe the mercy rule at that point. If stuff like this continues to happen, it's just such a better experience to stay at home and watch. Agre- and or it go has to a been. sports bar I, and I agree. Televisions are better. I mean, talk about everything is up right now. I was at a, a price club recently 
There was a 70-inch brand-name television, crystal, ultra, HD, everything, $460 for that TV. Price of TVs are low, lower than they've ever been. Because I, I, everyone's not, got five of them already. I am not paying those prices for tickets ever. <laughs> you want a six TV? I mean, I, I'd rather buy a six TV than pay those prices. Put them on the same wall, the man cave? I mean, that's That's, 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 that's the dream, right? The Tony asking, has Chad been to Green Bay? Tony, I said oh, Green, Green Bay, Bay was the first one I mentioned. Um, I said Lambeau Field, outside of Lambeau Field, as a unique experience. There's none other. So open your they, ears, Tony. Open them up, bud. They, Don't uh, get me mad again at the YouTube chat. Don't want to be mad today. Came in good, came in positive, and now Tony's got me pissed off for greatness. Uh, speaking of positive, there's a, a girlfriend that's positive uh, for an STD that some Alabama recruit... <laughs> Freshman. No, it's uh, a player. It's a guy who played in every former, game uh, this four year. Star. Yeah. He uh, knowingly passed along an STD, and now he's facing charges. That's, did not uh, know this was a crime. This falls under the category of didn't know one could get charged for a crime for this until today. I mean, is this a law in every state, or is this Alabama specific? Because what I, I, I read is, is Alabama state law says this. I'm with you. I hope it is too, but I, I've never heard of it. Have you ever heard of anyone being charged with this? No. This was a new one to me. I'm sure it's a new one to Nick Saban, too, as he prepares his team. A guy that's going to play tackle for them. I mean, he's in the rotation on the offensive line. <laughs> in the playoff, gets popped for knowingly giving an STD to female. Yeah, I, I, I guess he would be bragging about it if everyone knew that he had one after the fact. Don't kiss and tell, kids. Yeah, he certainly did. <laughs>